Hello, and welcome to Proficiency Plus 6. I'm your Dungeon Master, Mike, and today is the second issue in our Meet the Family series. Today, I'm sitting down with the twin half-elf warlocks, Reese Ordeer and Catherine Olson. Reese is played by my friend Dylan. Hey there. And Catherine is played by my friend Felicia. Hello, everyone. All right, so before we get started talking about your characters, Dylan and Felicia, is there anything you guys wanted to tell us about yourselves? I am 23. Uh, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop games in general off and on for about five or six years. I mean, I'm a huge um, D&D show podcast fanatic. And so when Mike kind of opened up the idea of turning this show into a podcast, I was I was immediately I was like, yes. What do we need to do? I will <laughs> help in any way possible. Uh, my name's Felicia. I'm 29. I am a drag superstar. Let's just call me that. I haven't uh, been awarded that title, but I'm, I'm taking it uh, officially. I have been doing drag for about just under 10 years, and I've been playing D&D for about, oh my god, I uh, probably about three or four years now. Um, I got into it uh just through a friend who was like oh like i'm gonna go watch this stream where people play dungeons and dragons and i was like what that sounds long and he's like yeah no like come check it out so i checked it out i also thought he was kind of cute so i was like whatever but then i just i i took to D so fast i loved the improv like obviously i'm a performer so i love uh, performing and, and improv and acting and just having this chance to explore a character um it just appealed to me so much and yeah so i've I mean, haven't delved into the world as much as some people, but that's the best part about D and D is that everyone—you can be a beginner, you can be a pro—but we'll all we'll all come together to have fun. All right. So I have you guys on here because you obviously have a lot that you work together in the course of your story. So why don't we just go, Reese and then Catherine? Tell me a little bit about your character, about who they are, their history, just a brief summary. Reese, why don't you start? Reese is a sheltered farm boy from the country of Falden. Uh, it's kind of backwoodsy sort of land. He was not very well received in his in his village. A lot of people thought that he was kind of strange, or that his mostly that his father was very strange and would kind of keep away from him uh, because of it. His father had a very uh, rigorous upbringing. Reese grew up in a very anti-magic household. And so when his powers manifested one day, it was, he kind of decided that he had to leave. Uh, the only thing his father would give him as any sort of way forward was the name of a woman, a witch, and Yalo that he could go to. And Catherine? Yes, of course. Uh, so Catherine is uh, just a good old-fashioned swamp witch, um, except <laughs> exceedingly gorgeous. She, <laughs> she uh, was raised by her mother in the swamp, uh, just learning bits and pieces of her magic. And it wasn't until uh, her mother took ill and Catherine had to go out into the woods and the, the swamp around them to find a magical flower 
And in her frustration and her stress, she wasn't able to find it. And she reached out to whoever, whichever force was able to help her. And uh, it was answered by a very nice man who appeared to her and offered her power to help her mother in exchange for servitude, more or less, um, taking him on as her patron. And when she returned home to use her powers, she tried to help her mother. Uh, she was able to, but it just, she wasn't, wasn't able to control her powers. And her mother, recognizing what Catherine had become, set her out to learn more about her powers and to, to gain a better understanding of her abilities. So Catherine went out, out into the world, uh, taking on a, a false persona known as uh, Lady Elizabeth Hahn. She uh, was basically this fully realized disguised self and everything character that Catherine uh, created to just uh, steer people away from her original life, cast suspicion off of her. And it wasn't until she met with this party and her past kind of caught up to her uh, to the point that her son, a uh, long last son that she had left at the steps of an altar, came back to uh, wreak his revenge. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> Let's go and go back to when the party met. You guys met in the city of Mivalia alongside Zenis and Hrolf, and you guys took to each other pretty quickly. But that didn't stop you from being subject to an assassination plot. Very shortly after meeting... Uh, Reese, why don't you tell us what happened at the tournament? So what happened at the tournament was, well, okay, before the tournament, Catherine uh, masquerading as Elizabeth and Reese both got very drunk and decided, you know what is a good thing to do while we're both plastered like this? Sign up for a, for a combat tournament. Uh, Hrolf, Zenis, and everybody in charge of the tournament thought that that was not a good idea until we sobered up. But even after being sober, we still wanted to go through with it. What was the worst that could happen? Yeah, what was the worst that could happen? What were we going to do, die? <laughs> yeah. And so, and so uh, the first combat was good. Afterwards, we had a magical obstacle course where Reese had a panic attack in the middle of. And then we went, on, went up against a group a group another group of four who very quickly we started to realize that it was kind of more serious than what we thought like the very first thing that happened in the fight was Hrolf got shot by a very powerful magic bow that almost took him to the ground the first go first round right and then um it was the platform for the tournament was suspended uh, or raised up in the air. And so Zenis used a gust of wind to knock who we thought to be the leader of the group off of the platform, thereby rendering him inactive. But somebody did push Reese off and Reese did fall down there and had to kind of go head to head with the leader guy who pulled a knife on Reese and was very much trying to uh, stab him multiple times. So at the end of the combat, 
before anything too bad could happen, the head druid of Mavalia, Star Eye Nobbins, showed up and did help get you guys out of that pickle. I was slashed, just for the record, from taint to tits. <laughs> yeah. Just a critical hit. First time Catherine's been touched the entire time goes straight down. One hit, that's all it takes. The definition of a glass cannon. <laughs> Why she stays on her broom. Yeah. Usually. So after some, after some, you know, obvious panic, given the fact that somebody was trying to take Reese's life, and a very intense failed negotiation, you guys did end up enlisting Hrolf's mother, Captain Steno, to get you to Ardelia, where you were going to continue this investigation. Catherine, why don't you tell us what happened in Ardelia? I feel like it's rather pertinent to your story. In Ardelia? I mean, can't we just talk about how much fun it was when we pretended that Reese's forehead was the key for our apartment, even though we all had our own key in our hand? Yeah, let's have a 20 minute discussion about how you uh, how you pumped Reese into thinking that his forehead was magically enchanted to open the apartment door, the apartment that we won from the conduct. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, she also fed you basically swamp mud. I thought you were cursed. To be fair, she did think I was cursed and then did take some magic liquid off of a lady and get me to drink it, even though the lady said, don't make him drink it. Yeah, that was definitely just her screwing with you. Um, well, and then we did have that whole moment um, just before we got to Ardelia, where I, I only bring it up because it just explains where, where Catherine's mindset was at at the time, or Elizabeth's mindset at the time, um, because she hadn't made that aware to anyone in the party that she actually went by Catherine. Um, but just in hearing Reese discussing how he was looking for a witch from Yellow, like she kind of deduced that this is probably her long lost brother um just based on the information that she never really knew her father her mother didn't really speak about it and reese has these seeming um magical abilities and once Catherine drops her disguised self she also just kind of looks like him um so she's already kind of processing that dealing with the fact that she met her brother who doesn't really use magic lands in ardelia and then is promptly kidnapped <laughs> because as uh as josh mentioned in for all this episode we didn't give our contact the special code phrase that we were supposed to give them uh so the this person adulon just just walked right in and we fell right into their plan uh he separated me catherine from the party or elizabeth from the party um and sent them off down a different path literally walking me into a trap uh but while he discussed it he revealed that he knew that Elizabeth's real name was Catherine and revealed himself to be the son that she had left at the steps of the altar all those years ago. Uh, and he had joined sides with the preservers who were looking to bring back this really dangerous phoenix that did some really messed up things to Catherine um, when she was taken and kidnapped. You know, the boys did try to save her, though. They found a new ally. Do you maybe want to delve into that? Because she wasn't there, Reese. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So what happened was uh, Catherine got kidnapped, but in an effort to try and stop the kidnapping, we found an unlikely ally in Wayland Dranith who Reese had no idea existed. When I say Reese is sheltered, he was incredibly sheltered. 
had no idea that Wayland Dranith is one of the most well-known people in currently living in Aloria. But all he knew was that Wayland had two big old swords and looked like he could be good in a fight. And so we took Wayland to where Reese, through a twin magic epiphany, was able to figure out where Catherine was being held. And we tried to fight tooth and nail to get Catherine back, but unfortunately we were just barely uh, too late. And Catherine was kidnapped, and so we had to join... Uh, we, Reese, Rolf, and Zenis had to join Waylon in an attempt to uh, find where Catherine went and get her back. All right, and when you encountered Waylon, he told you that there was one person who might be able to help you find Catherine. Yep. And that led to a bunch of conflict within the party because Reese made a choice that people didn't agree with. When we met Waylon's, uh, let's call him acquaintance, not really a friend. <laughs> we soon discovered that one of the things that would really help was if there was somebody who was connected to Catherine. Reese um, didn't know much about Catherine, but knew her well enough and trusted her well enough to want to do anything in his power to help her. Everybody else in the party had kind of put together that they were related. Reese was basically the last one to accept it. And so he kind of, he he may have done a little bit of a blood ritual. He may have taken some of his blood, which was told by his warlock patron not to give so easily. He may have given some to Waylon's acquaintance, Hishaf, in order to complete a ritual to open up a portal to where Catherine was. And that did not go over very well. It worked. And that's exactly what Reese will tell you. The most important thing to Reese was that it worked. He did not care about the consequences, the seeming consequences of his actions. And now we have a quick word from our sponsor, the Anchor app. All right, so we already have it pretty clear how the twins feel about each other. I'm going to ask how you guys feel about the other party members, and let's, let's see what you, what you guys think. <laughs> so, Hrolf's pretty, pretty intense. He's, he's in your face, but he's, he's always there for you guys. What do the twins think about him? Reese thinks he has a lot of com- in common with Hrolf. Uh, Hrolf, is, especially in upbringing uh at least because like reese grew up as a farm boy in falden and so he's used to like really manual labor uh and on the time when reese and the rest of the party were aboard prof's mother's ship reese actually got like a a bit of a connection with prof just working with him uh, manning the sails and and doing like the ship's maintenance and whatnot catherine knows that Hrolf is the biggest heart in the in the party. I think she sees she can really see to the core of, of people just because she's had to for so long. So so with 
Peralf, she just knows that he's 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 here and cares about us, and he wouldn't be here if he didn't care about us. And in turn, um, you know, just her, she's she's still kind of getting used to having friends and and being around people again. So she's enjoying the fact that he's able to care for her so much when she still is getting to know him, and she knows that that's really one of the, his best qualities that's really going to help the party is how much he cares about everyone wants to protect us all. Absolutely. What about the group's resident bookworm, Zenis? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Reese isn't sure exactly how he feels about Zenis because at on one point, Zenis will do something incredibly uh, amazing with his magic, completely shocking Reese to his core basically anytime he casts ice knife or magic or mage armor or does his little uh air genasi wind spit wind like jumps and whatnot and zenis is a kind of like almost like a breath of fresh air for reese uh in that regard even though he's very well acquainted with catherine and catherine is extremely magical it's almost like they're both effortless but they're both effortless with their magic in a different style but on the other hand reese isn't really sure there's there's a side to zenis the more uh the more studious side the more analytical side that might make reese a little bit uncomfortable at some points he doesn't know if zenis is staying around him because he's because Zenith is Reese's friend, or if because Zenith sees Reese as almost like a like a science project, or like a study, <laughs> or like a study, uh, like something he's trying to study, and right. at, and at times when more of that uh, analytical side of Zenith comes out, Reese kind of gets a little uneasy. But more often than not, uh, he tries to he tries to see the the good and the fun in Zenos. I'd say Catherine, Catherine definitely understands Zenos at an intellectual level. She uh, appreciates having someone that is able to, you know, have, have as much, almost as much knowledge as she has um, of the history of the world and uh, science and magic and stuff like that. Um, so she finds that refreshing as far as a personality goes. I don't think Catherine's connected with Zenos uh, the most, on like that personal level, like she appreciates him as a as a, a friend uh, and an ally. However, she does kind of like how Reese feels, like still trying to figure out the angle that that Zenith is playing at by being in this party. You know, she's tried to communicate that to him, tried to try to ask, try to find out more, but she finds it it still kind of difficult to pinpoint um, just because he is so guarded, right. And what about the party's newest addition, the infamous Wayland Ranith? Reese was the only person in the room who had no idea that who Wayland Ranith was. To none of our surprise. <laughs> why he was there or anything. So as far as anyone else in the party goes, uh, Wayland Dranith kind of has a blank slate with Reese. And already uh has had a few highs and a few lows 
uh, as far as his connection or as far as their connection together, the first impressions were probably not the greatest, mostly because the first impressions were in the period when Reese was trying, was so hell bent on trying to get Catherine back. And so Reese was like, yeah, let's go talk to your, your acquaintance that you say that you hate because he's going to make everything better. Even though you really don't want to see him again, I don't care. And when Reese did the blood ritual, Waylon had quite a bit to say. And Reese again was just like, I really don't care. I have, we have Catherine back. We did our mission. We did what we were trying to do. But uh, in the, in the journey to Shatter's home, he's kind of gotten to know more, know Waylon more. He's gotten to know exactly why uh, everybody looks up to him so much and he's gotten to see it firsthand. And I think Reese is kind of looking up to him more and more by the day, uh, especially the more that he talks to Waylon. Catherine's feelings towards Waylon are uh, like, she's still kind of figuring it out because she just got back from being away with the Phoenix. She's, uh basically she saw him show up to try and save her and she disappeared and she came back and he's been toting along her allies um up till this point to the point that they were able to um rescue her and get her back so she's she's grateful that Waylon was there because she knows that he was probably a lot of the reason that they were still alive uh, at least Reese um so, <laughs> so she uh she admires Waylon for just the fact that he was able to step in to that role and take care of them. She, she appreciates him for that. She also like, she's heard stories about him. She, she knows about it. She's not like a fan girl by any means, but she, uh, you know, there's some admiration there as well, just from some of the tales she's heard of just his bravery and his strengths and, and just everything that he's been through and, and to have him in front of her is, I mean, she she feels like it's it's fitting. Like this is the kind of person that she should be hanging out with um, at this point in her life. Now that she's kind of come out on the other side, like this is who she wants to be. She wants to be on the side of the heroes, like Waylon. What I am wondering now is what kind of story you guys are expecting or would like out of your characters. What can the audience expect if they follow along with your story, Reese? Um, I don't really know if I want to delve into like the 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 full themes that I want to uh role play and develop as Reese because I don't really want it to feel forced, you know. Uh, but I do know that Reese is, in my opinion, a sweet, kind, lovable dumbass who will do anything to protect his friends and will do anything to make the people around him happy. If you continue with with listening to Proficiency Plus 6, I expect Reese to kind of give a little bit of the comedic relief, not necessarily to be silly, but uh, some of the things that we have discussed in our sessions can get kind of serious, and I know Reese does that sometimes, but a lot of the times he can, he kind of tries to alleviate that because being so uh being so serious and so deep all the time can get a little overwhelming right 
I don't know what all this if is, darling, if they're listening to our podcast. I believe they intend to keep listening, of course. Right, darlings? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, well, there's there's so many layers to Catherine um, slash Elizabeth that I'm, I'm, I'm unpacking because when I created her, I kind of created this like idea of a character. And then the more I've played her and delved into her background and just come up with more of the prompts that you've provided us just to try and flush her out, like between what she's dealt with in her past and, you know, some of the things that our listeners will hear about um, her having dealt with while she was away with the Phoenix, while she was kidnapped. um, She's been through some things and it's all kind of crashing down on her now. So I feel like Catherine's story is going to be one of self-discovery, almost like, I don't want to say born again, because she's certainly not a Christian, but she's just coming to some terms with things. Like even the fact that she has a brother now is catching her off guard. She, she never expected to have other family members or she, and she hasn't had anyone to care about for so long except for herself so it's she's kind of dealing with these new feelings of like wanting to be protective of her brother and enforcing their their magic and and bringing the magic out of reese so i think catherine definitely is going to be going through some interesting changes as the series progresses and just kind of like breaking down who she was while she was elizabeth and and determining you know the parts of herself that she wants to maintain as catherine right because you and I were talking, and when we started making this transition to becoming more of a Catherine and less of an Elizabeth, you were telling me about how Catherine is not proud of who she was as Elizabeth, retrospectively. Mm-hmm. In the moment, she fully just loved who she was, but sort of looking back, she's realizing. All the, all the kind of mess she's made in her wake, which I don't know if this is like relatable to anyone like a queer level but like to me as especially as like a trans person as a trans woman it's not that i didn't like who i was before but like i find so much connection in elizabeth because she did have this like person this persona that she was presenting to the world um that wasn't her true self she couldn't be her true self so she just hid it and dove fully into this other character as elizabeth and that's just something that i felt like kind of looking back at my earlier life, like coming out as a queer person, as a gay person in the first place, like because of all the turmoil that I was going on in my own mind, I wasn't paying attention to everything that was going on. And I just led a very like flippant life as a person. And then once I've kind of come to terms with my transness and, and who I am and who I want to be uh, and present to the world, then it's kind of like breaking down like, okay, well, who are all the, th- what are all the things I used to do? Who are all the people that I've used to hang out with? Have I hurt anyone? Um, You know, do I have any repercussions from any of that? Like, it's interesting to explore that both, like, personally as well as with this character. So it's, it's, I'm really intrigued to see where she goes and where I go. Right, yeah. As you heard in my episode with Josh, and as obviously we all know as a team, this podcast came together not necessarily as a podcast but initially just as a group of queer people wanting to play D&D and then as it became more than that we realized we inadvertently made the theme of the campaign found family which is you know very important to the queer community and I'm just curious uh, how the two of you feel about that and why you think that that is important in today's day and age. Reese. So the the concept of found family 
is incredibly liberating to me, especially as a a guy who was raised in southwestern Oklahoma, raised Baptist Christian. One of the main, one of the fundamental parts of life that I grew up being told and being hammered into my head was that you only have one family, and so you have to care about the family that you have because they're almost all you have. And in coming out in my own terms, coming out in my uh, late teens, now in my early 20s uh, as a fully proud gay man, it's so liberating the, the fact that I don't have to feel so attached to my family who uh, more often than not I feel like are sort of detrimental to who I am as a person. Uh, and the fact that there is this concept, there is this thing where basically the whole thing, the entire time I was growing up, this thing is almost like a, almost like a lie, uh, or a half-truth rather, where I can choose to be around people that make me happy, and I can choose to affiliate myself with people who bring me joy and who bring out the best parts of me and who I am. Uh, it's it is very liberating, and I think it's very needed, especially for some people who may be uh, who may be more closeted or who may not feel like there is uh, a group of people that are that are like that. And it's taken me it's taken me a while. Uh, retrospectively to find these people that I connect with in such a way but um, but in all honesty these like uh, the whole the whole cast of proficiency plus six are some of the best people that I've met and we're all queer so that tells you something Catherine yeah just to kind of piggyback off of uh, Dylan there and like I was just it was just so nice to like find this group of people like right off the bat we all got along we all knew we had D&D &D and being queer in common and that was good enough for all of us I think um and that's just something that like I I just love about the queer community uh that I learned you know I I'm a a, a drag performer so I've been in, in gay bars for years and just seeing how how that one small thing of just having like minority or whatever supposed disadvantage you're supposed to have in life is the thing that brings you together with people and so so queer people already understand having chosen family because you know it, it's good to have people that share your same lifestyle and same views but then to to find that in a group of nerds who want to play D, D was just completely unexpected for me and it's just been it's just been so wonderful to have everyone embrace each other and our love of D and D and our encourage our art and our strengths and support each other. Like for people that we've known for maybe like what, three or four months aside from like messaging them on Twitter before. So it's really nice to have found this bond in, in people that I have so much in common with. All right. So before we sign off for the day, is there anything you guys wanted to promote? tell our audience to get hyped about yeah there is uh one thing 
I, Mike, and Josh, along with Josh's boyfriend, Jake, we do a podcast called Tavern Talk, where four queers get together and have a sort of roundtable discussion about fantasy and sci-fi through a queer lens. Uh, hopefully the first episode will be out by the time uh, this is all, by the time this is all finished with. But uh, it would, I would appreciate it if y'all checked and gave it a listen. For me, this is honestly the, the the most that I've been doing. So please be sure to like and subscribe to Proficiency Plus Six. And other than that, you can follow me on social media. I'm Felicia Bonet, uh, local drag superstar, local where I'm from, of course. It's Felicia Bonet, bone with an extra E on Instagram and Twitter, where I will mostly just be posting pictures in drag and promoting this show. So check it out. She means local, like she she is at your house. She is doing I'm, a performance outside right now on your lawn the <laughs> call is coming from inside the house exactly yes we are recording this outside yeah <laughs> go um, look outside right now <laughs> go look outside there <laughs> she is in her uh in her leopard print just pumping it to some lizzo <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you dylan thank you felicia very much thank you thanks for listening everyone All right. And thank you very much for listening. Tune in in just a couple of days when we are going to have our next Meet the Family episode. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.